the real definition of success are those that are willing to do what others are not willing to. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to Anyone Anywhere. So today I have the great pleasure to have with me a friend, João Pina, or No Filter John. So João is a Portuguese media buyer. He will explain us what is a media buyer and also a dog lover. João, first of all, how are you today? And if you want to give a little bit more about, if you want to tell me a little bit more about you, please feel free. Hi Vasco, thank you for inviting me for your podcast. Uh, so, uh, I'm João, as you said, I'm from Portugal. I'm 33, almost 34 years old. T tomorrow is my birthday, by the way. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. yeah. So, um, as you said, I'm a, I'm a media buyer. What is a media buyer? Basically, media buyer is someone who, as the name says, buys media and can be any kind of media, like... Um, Uh, internet placements, television placements, magazine placements, in order to distribute um, um, uh, like publicity from other companies and uh, is a way of doing marketing. Um, I mostly do Facebook ads and Google ads, uh, but nowadays the media buyer name is kind of generalized for people that are doing online advertising, but media buyer is it's much more than that. Uh, I consider myself a media buyer, even though I just work on, with two with two placements. But as an example, a media buyer can also create some kind of partnerships with email um, providers like gatekeepers, uh, people that have huge lists of email and can create like partnerships with uh, their clients and those people that have the um, the, the means. Uh, you can also buy display directly from a website instead of relying on Google Display or any kind of other. Uh, display network. So that's the difference between someone that only manages the, the Google display or Facebook or whatever and a media buyer. I don't do, I don't usually do those kind of deals, but I have done in the past. So that's why I consider myself a media buyer. I hope this explanation was um, clear enough. No, it, it wasn't. And, and it comes with a question. What is the, if you can say, the big difference between the online advertisement to the normal advertisement that we are used to, yeah. to in the newspaper, billboards? Can you explain sure. a little bit more, please? Yeah. Uh, the difference is um, the offline advertising is some, something that uh, we've been dealing with uh, for a long time. And even when we were young kids, we were already presented with offline advertising. The online advertising is kind of, um, it's not new, but it's a newer approach. And uh, it's uh, much different as well. Like uh, even though you can track offline advertising, the uh, main benefit from online advertising is the fact that you can measure everything. You can know if a campaign is actually being profitable, if you're getting your KPIs, if you are reaching your goals. Uh, while in a, not with an online with an offline kind of advertising, it's not impossible, but it's more difficult to see all the data points that you, you need in order to make uh, more uh, sensible decisions. Not only that, usually offline advertising is usually more expensive than the online advertising. The barrier of entry is higher. So, uh, and that's why you saw a big shift since the internet started a big shift of money-making companies um, 
nowadays is easy, for, for, easy uh, let's say easy, uh, for someone to build a company and to grow a company in, in these days. Like 30 years ago, only the big companies got bigger and it was very hard for someone like a brick and mortar shop uh, to do uh, uh, TV advertising or advertisement or a magazine advertisement. Nowadays, a small shop can be everywhere with Facebook and Google and Twitter and YouTube and such um, networks. So uh, I think there are a lot of benefits with the online advertising. The thing is, um, there is a caveat on that because online advertising, there's a low barrier of entry so there are a lot of people doing online advertising that don't know, they don't know what they are doing, but that's why then we are uh, here to help those people and also to get hired and help them give them uh, results in the first place. Lovely, lovely. And can you give me examples? So you were talking, first of all, what is a KPI for the ones that don't know? It's a key performance indicator. Let's say if your target is... Uh, to get uh, leads at a certain cost, if you want to sell products at a certain cost per purchase, those are KPIs. Um, usually businesses have different uh, KPIs depending on what kind of businesses, uh, what kind of business they are running. Uh, but these are the key performance indicators, the things that people are looking for in order to get to the, the results that they are looking for basically. Can you give me an example how we can, with the online advertisement, tar target a public or a segment of a public that we cannot do that in the, uh, in the normal advertisement, please? Yes, it's harder. With magazines, you can because usually you have magazines for a certain niche. So you know that mm. usually the people that read those kind of magazines are more interested in some... Uh, uh, in some um, areas, in, in some niches. With television, you can do that as well in a way, but it's way harder. Like billboards, you can't do that. That's mass advertising. It's not something that you can focus on. But I think all, all the advertising is important and there is a specific time where you should approach those kind of advertisements. Uh, you just need to make sure that you know what you're doing and you have a strategy be behind that. Love it, love it. And let's let's go a little bit uh, at the back and see what you did before media buying, what you were doing. Please, okay. if you can tell me a little bit. Absolutely. So I, uh, my professional uh, life started with uh, sales. I work with a company and I was most selling to big retail stores and uh, managing the inventory, making sure that they had enough product to sell. So that was my first job. And um, then I started a company for, for, for myself. I bought a franchise um, deal and started to sell pet products. As you said, I'm, um, I, I'm a dog owner and a dog lover. And I decided to, to cross this passion of mine with a professional uh, venture. So I decided to do that. And I, I still own the company uh, these days. So. I started that on 2013, more or less. Um, and then uh, I, I found while I was trying to figure out how to market my business, to get more customers and such, I stumbled upon a course about selling on Amazon. And uh, 
I, I was kind of hooked because I look at it and I saw that there was a big opportunity ahead and something that I could do because I worked mostly from home and I decided to look at it and to try it out. So I created a product, a pet product, by the way. I, it was a private label product. So I hired a company that uh, manufactured the product for me and basically they added my, um, my brand and my own custom label, and I was able to sell that on Amazon.com. Unfortunately, I didn't do proper research, and I didn't know a lot about business, and the product didn't uh, make a lot of sales, so it was a very niche kind of product. It was not something that um, a normal pet owner would actually buy. So even though it was a great uh, learning experience because I I learned a lot in the process, it wasn't uh, a successful venture, let's say like that. However, it allowed me to find other people that were also doing their own launches. And I ended up working for a friend of mine as a consultant. And with that, I helped him manage uh, his Amazon business and also helped him with another ventures like doing Facebook ads, uh, installing a, a, a store outside of Amazon because he wanted to also try to make sales, sales outside of Amazon. Also, I was able to train and to create processes for VAs in order to optimize the business. So it was a very interesting um, uh, uh, experience. Also, uh, I was into products and I was into a product that I found on 2012 when I was working with with a retail company. Um, It was a product uh, related to car wash. That's another passion of mine because I love cars. And it was kind of a detailing product where you could take care of your own car. So I talked with uh, two friends of mine that they are also car fanatics and we decided to launch the business. Uh, The thing is uh, another great experience because it was another failure. Um, We learned that... uh, we should have uh, made um, some research before trying that business. Basically, we dived in, we bought the product, we stopped, stocked up material and stuff, but then we realized that Portugal is not the best place to sell those kind of products because those products are American, are from a Californian company, and they are like waterless uh, wash kind of products where you can wash your car without water, but on California, it makes sense because you have water restrictions. In Portugal, you don't have that. So you don't have the need to use those kind of products and people don't want to change the way they normally do things. So it was a big learning experience for me. In the meantime, while I was doing that, since I wanted to promote the, the business, I started doing Facebook ads and Google ads. And I started to learn a lot of, about online marketing because I wanted to make sure that I was able to put the products out there. And I gained a lot of uh, skills that allowed me to work with a startup company as well. It was a huge experience because we started from almost nothing to the point where we were um, doing enough money a month to to do over a million dollars in one year. So it was a great experience. Um, But I figured out that uh, I wanted to do something on my own, basically. And after some thought, I decided that one thing that I enjoyed a lot on, the, on the, all the process was actually doing advertising, Facebook ads and Google ads. So I decided to focus on that and to sharpen up my skills. I did a certification with ad skills. 
and it was the best decision of my life and the rest is history. I've been doing this since November 2019 and right now I work for two agencies, one on Canada and another one from the US and I also have my own clients that I manage these days. Man, it's it's like entrepreneur since the beginning like yeah a lot a lot of trial trial and error but it was great because i noticed that all the skills that i gathered through all this path uh, made me who i am today and gave me another set of skills that uh, a lot of friends of mine that also did the same course that i did don't have because they didn't go through that so um uh, for for a while, I was kind of worried because I was always failing in not, and not getting results. But I believe that learning from your mistakes and making sure that you learn from that and you carry with your uh, with uh, you carry that experience with you your your whole life, it will actually pay the dividends in the future because you will be able to apply that that failure in the future in your benefit if it, if it makes sense. But you already respond to my answer. How important is failure for you, like to improve? Because it's first you are you don't have a pro a problem sharing your your failures. I think that is amazing. Like no filters, no, it's, John. Yeah, it's yeah no filter because it's part of who I am, and uh, I don't like the idea of entrepreneurship where someone uh, reaches out and suddenly they do one right thing and they they explode. You can have that, and uh, but that's like one in a million. You have a lot of people that are failing, and uh, we need to think about this as human beings. Even when we want to walk, we first start crawling, and even when we start crawling, we don't know how to crawl. But after crawling, we start to to try to get up, and we fail. We basically we we fall down, and then we are trying and trying and trying, and suddenly we are walking. The same thing when we want to run. Uh, we just know how to walk, but we don't know how to run. And we need to figure out that failure is a part of the process. It's not something that uh, says who you are, because some some people, and I did it myself, kind of make the failures, like they associate their failures as I am a failure. And that's not the truth. And if you are on that position, what I can say is that uh, put that aside, because uh, the failures you have in life doesn't make the person that you are. And if you are willing to fail, you are even a better person than you thought that you are in the, in the first place, because you are putting yourself out there. Uh, and that's where, where um, the, real, um, the real things come from, because those who are not willing to put themselves out there, they will never benefit from what life has to give them. So I think you should put yourself out there and not be afraid of failing and not feeling personal, like uh, uh, feeling as the failure is personal. No, you just failed, but you will win uh, in a way. If you try, if you keep failing, you will win one day. So that's what I believe. Pure motivation. And like, I love it. Like you, like you are saying, you are not the failure. You, it's just part of the journey. That yeah, it's part of the journey. It's not you there. It's not you that are the failure. You just had one failure in your life, but uh, that doesn't mean that you are a failure as a person. Quite the contrary, I think that you are winning as a person if you are willing to fail. Because those who live in the comfort zone, well, they don't have a, a great of a story to tell. So, yeah. 
It's true, bro. And why do you think that sometimes um, it's so difficult for us to accept our failures and to show them? Why you yeah. don't, please? Be because it's hard for you to not take it personally. Like, um, and we, li we live in a society, even the schools, they don't allow us to fail. So since we are young kids, we are taught that failure is wrong and is bad. Because if you have a bad test, basically you are punished. Or if you don't do something right the first way, uh, you have your parents, your teachers, your peers saying that you don't do things the right that everyone expects, so you are a failure. And um, I think that kind of, um, that kind of, um, how can I say, I'm just uh, reaching for the mm -hmm. word. Um, that kind of conditioning throughout mm -hmm. your whole life is going to affect you when you are an adult. And I really believe that that kind of, uh, that way of thinking, it's not beneficial. Um, you, should, you should embrace the failure. Now, the one thing that is important, you should recognize the failure, but you should adjust, not just saying, okay, I failed, great. And you don't do nothing to, to change that. That's the wrong way to do it. The right way is, okay, I failed, awesome. What can I do in order to avoid this failure again? And even if I fail again, but at least I did something better than the last time, okay, I'm improving. I see this as a failure because it's not the end result that I'm doing, but in the process, I'm evolving. Uh, even though if I want to reach the second stair and I'm in the first stair, uh, I can do a jump and jump through a whole set of stairs, like 14 stairs, and suddenly being on the second floor. No, I, I need to go step by step, step one, step two, step three. And sometimes life throws you a curveball and uh, you follow two steps behind and then you, you need to get back up and keep climbing the stairs over and over. But that's part of the process. You just need to acknowledge when you are actually evolving and you need to acknowledge when you're actually not evolving and you need to pivot and change completely. Uh, that's the hardest, the, the hardest part, what I believe. But with a lot of introspection and some self-awareness, I really believe that you can do that. Sometimes it's not easy because when I was failing a lot, and I can tell you 2017, 2018 mm. were two very hard years for me because I was taking everything personally. And then I recognized after some changes in my life that... Uh, no, uh, this is not you. You are, uh, you are an individual and everything that is happening with you, you need to be, uh, you need to, um, be held responsible for that. You need to, be, uh, you need to have self-accountability and recognize that, okay, uh, instead of blaming others and third-party people uh, for, for your problems, you need to start blaming yourself and recognizing that you are the one that needs to, to make, make the change. And that made all the difference. I know it sounds like uh, some kind of woo-woo situation or uh, motivational pep talk, but it's, it's true. When you really recognize that you are responsible for your own, um, for your own um, situation, that's when the things change. Yeah. Let's say if you could give me advice, 
to pass from the mindset that I don't, I don't want to share my failures to the ones that I'm not afraid to try. Which advice okay. you will give me, please? Well, you you don't need to share your failure failures with any with everyone. Like you don't need to be pu publicly saying I'm 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 failing at everything. You don't need to do that. <laughs> But I think it's wise to speak with people that are where you want to be, hmm. and talk with them if they are willing to, and tell them uh, I'm afraid of this because what i what i feel and what i felt when i was there was i was afraid that i was never getting out of that situation uh, because i wa i wasn't seeing the possibility like i wasn't seeing the line in the end of the tunnel i was just focusing on the problem and not looking at the solution and i was i was in a hole and i kept digging the hole instead of looking up and trying to to get out uh, so i think it's more a matter of focus Of course, if you are more an, an introverted person, you don't want to share your feelings the way you are or the things that you are uh, struggling with with the world, you don't need to. But it's better always to talk with someone. And sometimes it's even better to talk with someone that uh, isn't your friend or someone who doesn't know you that much because they they will tend to give you the best advices because they don't have like a biased input for you so i really believe that you should talk with other people especially with people that can be your mentors or that can lead you through the right path even when everything looks um dark for you that's because they can give you like small hints that are like small details that can guide you in the right direction uh, and even if you it's not the right advice at that time It will make sense in the future. So um, I always advise at least to share with someone what you're struggling with. And you don't need to, to feel ashamed or anything because uh, I believe that everyone that has uh, uh, a little bit of success knows that uh, you need to fail a lot to, in order to get there. So they uh, usually people that, uh, that tend to blame uh, failure are the ones that never succeeded at anything. So yeah. And you were talking about 2017 and 2018. Let's, if it was a moment or a conversation, what made you pivot? Like, it's not your fault. It's my fault. I have to change something in me. Well, ba basically was the fact that I was... I, I like to, I'm, I'm a very introspective kind of person. I like to think a, a lot about myself and be self-aware of who I am and the things I do. And I was like uh, doing all the same things and I was expecting different results. And then I realized that the common denominator throughout all the things that were failing was me. And I, just, I, I noticed, okay, if the common denominator among all these things is me, probably it's me who needs a change not the other people and not the other situations i need to change and that's when i realize okay where do i need to change um, and instead of looking at the result i started to look at the process and that's one of the the key things that i can tell people a lot of people and myself i did that i focus a lot on the event on the result i want to get there but i completely forgot about the process and the process makes everything And if you, you only focus on the process and on the steps of the process, 
suddenly you find uh, one day that you already surpassed your goals without even knowing that because that's the wrong focus and just to give you an example instead of focusing i want to make x amount of money per month you need to think about okay that's the result but how can i get there like as a media buyer if i want to make x amount of money per month i need to be able to help let's say five five clients okay i want i need to help five clients so i need to focus how can i help five clients i need to get them how can i get five clients and then you go backwards and backwards and backwards and suddenly you have a plan to act upon instead of just looking at the event oh i need to make x amount of money no you have a plan and suddenly you find yourself instead of having like four or five customers you have seven and eight customers and you weren't expecting that you just kept doing the process and improving the process and working on the process instead of focusing on the end result that's i think that's the 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 key benefit so uh replying to your question 2017 and 2018 the big change was was uh, about myself so uh, i tried to change myself and uh look at me what i could change and where i was acting wrong let's say like that and one of the things was this focusing on the event instead of focusing on the process love it love it bro no no and exactly and i think it's a great advice instead of because yeah of course it's it's good and it's important to have goals and to focus on the Absolutely. goals but break it break yeah. it down to step by step i think like 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 you were saying like the child you have to start to walk and to crawl because because you have goals then you have strategies then you have tactics and if if you have a goal you need to create a strategy and within a certain strategy you need to create certain tactics in order to achieve that strategy in order to achieve that goal so and people the goal is just an event you need to focus on the rest part of it the the process and i already understood that you have a couple of passions uh, let's see yeah. if you can like, you have the dogs the cars the advertisement well uh, i have a lot of passions and uh, that's one that's one it well it's not an issue uh, you just need to again you need to know yourself become self-aware and you need to know how to deal with that because I am a very curious person and since I was a young kid I have a lot of different kind of interests like most people don't know I love music and I'm a drummer but uh I haven't played for a long time unfortunately unfortunately but like I like music I like cars I like um dogs I like to do all-terrain uh, activities I like to do a lot of different things the thing is when you like a lot of things it's easy hmm. to lose the focus and that's the issue so you need to become self-aware and realize okay even though i like a lot of these different things i need to focus and i need to keep doing just that one thing as an example uh when i was doing the certification even though i wanted to spend time with my dogs with my wife and doing some stuff I was allocating I was looking at my calendar and I was saying okay I need x amount of hours to do this and instead of uh doing uh watching Netflix after dinner no I'm going upstairs to the to the office 
and I'm going to watch at least th three hours of content in order to optimize my, uh, my journey as a media buyer. So I did that. Um, before I didn't plan anything. I was just like flowing with the wind. So I wasn't planning anything. And I realized that for me, in order to be, uh, to become self-accountable and to make sure that I was focusing on the right things at the right time, I just started to do that. Now, uh, I know that on specific days, I have like one or two hours that I call there the leisure uh, kind of hours. I can do anything. And then that's where I do everything that I like. I like to see YouTube videos about real estate. I watch YouTube videos about real estate. If I want to read an article about something, I read an article about that thing. If I want to read a book about uh, HR, human resources, I read a book about human resources. Um, so, but you need to uh, control this anger because for a lot of time, I was the kind of person that consumed a lot of things, but didn't actually produce anything. And for you to get value and benefit from the society, you need to be a producer. You need to be someone who delivers value to others instead of consuming value to, uh, from others, right? So that's where I, my focus shift as well. Like, okay, I need to be more of a producer and I'm not in the point that I want to be because I want to start producing content and be more active and create a brand around myself and uh, around no filter marketing. I haven't done that yet, but it's something that it's in the process as well. It's in the making. It's not done yet, but it's something that I want to do as well. Love it, love it. And you were talking about this two subjects that that I like about planning. I want to ask you how how you plan your day. Oh. Well, it's nothing sophisticated. Uh, what I usually do on Sunday evenings, I like to plan my whole week and try to figure out. Okay, this is my plan for the week. Unfortunately, I'm not to the point where I can say I concluded this week doing everything that I planned. I'm not in that point yet. Sometimes I over plan, like I underestimate the, the time that I need to do certain activities. So I plan a lot of things and I find myself looking at a calendar where I did half of, of the tasks that I should have done. And it's not good, but, uh, but well, it's a work in progress. Uh, two years ago, I wasn't planning anything. So right now, since I'm doing this planning, at least I'm improving uh, the, the same way. Instead of looking at this as a failure, no, I'm, I'm moving forward. So uh, I just need to improve a little bit more in order to, to get to the point where I'm more aware of the time that I need to do certain activities. But, but yeah, what I usually do, I, I like to plan on a week basis. And then I also like to look at, at a daily basis, like, okay, today I have this, this, and this to, to, to do. And in the end of the day, I like to look at the things that I haven't done, why I haven't done them, and kind of move them to a different way and see what is urgent or something that needs to be done ASAP. So that's what I do. One thing that I really advise, and that's where I started to make my plans, I stopped doing that and I need to come back to that again. It's actually journaling, like um, writing out today, I did this, this, and this, and I should have done this, this, and this, and say why you haven't done that. 
journaling is powerful because you start to find out certain par patterns in your behavior that you need to control. Like uh, I was that, that kind of guy that I uh, started journaling everything like, uh, oh, I'm, I'm watching a YouTube video at midnight, uh, from midnight to 2 a.m. And today, tomorrow I need to wake up at 8 a.m. And now I'm only going to have six hours uh, of sleep because uh, I was so interested in, in a specific subject that I didn't go to bed uh, in the hour that I wanted to. So when you start to look that you have this kind of behavior on a daily basis, you need to, that you need to control that kind of behavior. So it, it looks weird, but for a guy like me that is super interested in, in a lot of things, you need to actually create these mechanisms in order for you to control yourself. And for me, it's been uh, working. Uh, and, and it has been working and journaling helped me a lot to find these kind of patterns where I was losing a lot of time and I improved my, 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 the time that I was spending on a daily basis. Uh, but it also gives you another clues of things that you need to improve on, uh, things that you need to learn. Uh, and when you start to write that, you can go back like on the weekend and see okay, on Monday I did this, this, and this. Oh, and I see that I wrote here that I should learn about a specific subject. Because uh, I don't know how, how it happened with you, Vasco, but I know every single day I find, I find something, oh, okay, I need to read about this. But then I put it to, to a side and I don't read it anymore. So uh, with journaling, it helped me because what I did, I have a, a kind of app with my computer Oh, I need to uh, to read about this. So on Monday, I copy the link and I post it there. And when I went back on the weekend, oh, I should have read this, but now I have the time, so I'm going to. And when you have this kind of help, it makes you feel self-aware and it, it actually helps you planning and doing stuff on a different level. Of course, there are a lot of people that don't need journaling because they are super organized by themselves. But if you are struggling, it's better to use these kind of aids in order to, to improve um, your game, let's say like that. Man, I love it. I love the advice. I, I also plan my week, like you said it, but that journaling part, I think it helps us to, get, uh, to know that's, that self-awareness, that you are, you are touching a lot in self-awareness. It's something that you develop with time or since you remember you, you are... A self-aware person. Well, I, I always was an introspective kind of guy. Um, I, I, will, I also tried to, I always tried to look in my own lenses, uh, uh, looking at the things that uh, were happening around me. And also, I always like to think how other people, um, like uh, not being worried about what other people think about me, but how my decisions affected others and how I made them feel about them, about that. Like if I do something today, uh, the people that are close to me, like my wife, my family, how are they going to feel about this? Uh, I don't, of course, in the end, what matters is me as an individual and I make the decisions that I believe that are the correct ones. But I always try to look if, uh, okay, if I do this or if I say this to someone, how, uh, how are they going to feel? Is, is that needed to say? Like, I'm, I'm usually a very direct person and sometimes I say things that people don't like because I don't like that pep talk 
like patting the back, oh, everything's going to be okay. No, I'm the kind of guy that says, uh, touches the pain uh, and actually tries to make you improve. A lot of friends don't like me because when they need something, I'm the kind of guy that says, okay, and now what? What are you going to do? What do you want? A pen in the back? No, I won't give you any. So um, some people deal okay with that, but some people don't because they are more sensitive. And you, I always like to think, okay, how, other how are other people feeling about what I'm going to say or what I'm going to do? Uh, like uh, if I have someone coming my place, I, I always try and it's something that me and my wife do all the time. We try the best to make them feel at home and you, we, we think, how can I make this person feel at home in my home, right? And if you start to become aware of who you are and everyone around you are, things start to get better for you. But since I was a young kid, I was always that way. I was, people told me that I was also very, uh, um, very aware of that. I was a considerate, considerating kind of, kind of person. So I think it came, it, come, it came naturally with me. Now, I wasn't that guy that uses, that used that self-awareness in order to improve himself. That mm. came later in life, probably like four, five, six years ago. That's when I started to, to figure out that I should own to that skill or to that characteristic in order to improve myself as a person as a, and as an individual. Love it, bro. Really, really, really. No, and it's like the... the the way that you talk, it's and the way that I see like planning, it's part of the self-awareness that you are developing. It's not that you didn't have, but you are improving yourself, you know? Absolutely. Every single day. I'm not... Too, well, um, uh, I look at myself as a never-ending uh, kind of job because I won't be ever satisfied with, with a level of improvement. And that's okay. I'm satisfied, but I'm not fully satisfied. And it's okay to feel satisfied. But it's not okay if you feel fully satisfied. Something is wrong if you feel fully completed and fully satisfied. Why well, you say that? But that's my opinion. Why? Because uh, someone that feels com complete, uh, completely satisfied. What's next for them? Like uh, they reach the the top. Okay. Like if you look at most people, and I'm not talking about entrepreneurs only. Like. Mm. You have a lot of people that uh, they reach the top of their game, but they are always trying more. And I don't mean just professionally. I mean, personally, they, they want more. They are trying different things. They have different hobbies, different ventures. Like um, when you stall, when you stop, basically, I, I think life is movement. And when you stop, when you think, okay, this is enough, something is wrong. I don't, I don't, I don't want to, to sound... Um, weird or something but for me people uh, that kind of want to live that uh, mediocre life and say okay that's okay for them for them it's okay but i don't understand it i respect it but i don't understand it because i'm not that, that i'm not uh, wired like that uh, but i respect the people that want to live life that way because there are a lot of them and i respect that no matter if they are entrepreneurs or if they are working for someone else that doesn't matter. And I respect all, all kinds of people, but I don't understand it. That's the, the difference. Love it. Love it. Do you know, man, this sentence, life is movement, like already, beautiful, bro. What is for you, your purpose in life? 
Good question. Uh, well, at the moment, and I always thought that way, like my purpose in life is actually to be valuable to others, but this is super, uh, this is super vague and broad. Yeah. So uh, now I'm figuring out that uh, I've been helping uh, businesses and if I've been helping people grow uh, as um, business owners. Um, and I feel very well about that because I feel fulfilled in, in the end of the day. But again, even though I feel fulfilled, I don't feel fully satisfied. It's <laughs> completely different, okay? So um, I think that at the moment where I see myself doing and my purpose in life is actually to help other people in this, kind, in this, in, in this time, businesses achieve their best. But I really think that my purpose in life is to make other people see that they can be a better version of themselves. No matter if they are operating on a single level or as a business level, because a business is a, um, it's a, basically a group of people that are working together with the same purpose, right? So if I help businesses grow, I work not only with the business owner, but I need to work with the teams and I need to make them um, feel connected with me and we all need to be rowing in the same direction in order to make things grow, right? Of course, I only tackle the paid media kind of thing. On some clients, I also help them with consulting and also the part of social media that is um, intimate to the paid media kind of situation. So, of course, there's more than just uh, moving some buttons on Facebook and on Google in order to make that, that happen. But that's how I see myself at the moment. Someone that wants other people to become a better version of themselves in the end of, of the day. I, I'm not sure if I'm going to be a media buyer forever, even though I love what I do. Uh, but even on other areas where I operated, I always try to have other people to become a better version of, of themselves. And uh, I'm also trying to make myself a better version of myself on, a, on every single day. So I really believe that's, the purpose uh, that I have uh, in life, at least for me, uh, that, that's the purpose. Um, I don't know if I reply to your question. No, but... you reply and no, no, no. I think like, and it's like, let's see, like it's doing a conclusion of it. It's like helping a person. Now it's through media buying, but yeah, helping but in general, you know? Yeah, it can be through other things because a lot of what I realized is that not only about media buying, but on, on a general basis, a lot of people come to me and ask for my opinion and my advice on things. And if they do that, it's because they look at me as a reference or someone that can give them good answers. And if they are looking for answers, probably they have some questions. Now, sometimes the questions that they make are not the right questions because they are not following the right path that they should. So instead of just giving them the answers, I try to guide them through the right questions and then they will get the right answers. So um, I don't want to sound like, um, how can I say, pedantic or some, something like that. I just wanted to, to say that uh, I really believe some people need some guidance and if I can help them, guide them to make them their best version of themselves, then uh, I, I feel uh, very happy with myself. Even though I don't feel fully satisfied, I feel 
very happy with that. Yeah. You feel you feel fulfilled, not yeah, full fulfilled. satisfied. Yeah, <laughs> I see yeah, yeah. And it comes with a question: What is your definition of success? It can be a lot of things. Um, most people look 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 at success on the events, the results, like having money, being uh, known, uh, having a huge YouTube following or a huge Instagram and Facebook following or uh, achieving specific things. I believe the success, the real definition of success are those that are willing to do what others are not willing to. Like most people live through a certain um, life and way of life that they are bound to do only the things they think they need to do. And for me, the definition of success are those people that are not fully satisfied with what they have in life. And when I mean what they have, I'm not talking about material things. I'm talking about their situation at the moment. And they know they can do better and they know they want to be better. And they take the steps to, to be better and to do better. That for me is success because they don't live and they don't operate on what's supposed to be the status quo. No, they want to be different. They want to be the, the outliers. They want to be the people that actually move the world forward because otherwise uh, th this would be a very boring world if we didn't have people like Elon Musk, like Steve Jobs, like people that are constantly looking to help people because you can see the people that are the most, uh, the billionaires of this world and everyone that has the most money is the people that give, gives and delivers the most value to the world. It is. It's true, uh, it's true. And, and that for me, uh, not the money, but the way they were able to change the world completely that for me is the definition of success. But you don't need to do that in order to be successful. Even if you are today, you are the, the, the kind of person that you are at home, like you are uh, at the moment due to these unforeseen things that nobody was expecting, the coronavirus and situation. And you are that kind of guy, Vasco. Uh, and I can give you your example. For me, you're a definition of success because you could be one of many million of people that are at home and are just waiting for everything to end in order to get back to their old life. And you are that guy that approached me and told me, no, I do this. I have my own life. I have this, but I want to live a different life. I want to have other things. I want to have uh, options. I want to do this. And that for me, it's a definition of success because you are looking forward instead of looking back. Does it make sense? I don't know. Bro, if it makes sense. you, yeah, I don't want to cry here, bro. <laughs> Thank you, man. Like, no, no it's you're and, no, and the way that you, man, I think the the way that you 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 say the things, it's the words are perfect, man. I will see this interview a couple of times because <laughs> no, no, it's true, bro. Because it's it's like you said it. Success. It's not like you showing the Lamborghini. You could have the Lamborghini, but how much will impact in this world? There are a lot of people with Lamborghinis that don't, they, they aren't successful because in the end, they don't have anything to show for. 
yeah, they have the Lamborghini, and so what? Then they go home alone and cry at night and stuff. Why? Because they are not happy. Like, being happy, being fulfilled is the definition of success for me, right? Mm. But mm. not being fully satisfied is also a definition of success. What do you mean? Like, as I told you, even though you are happy and you are fulfilled, that's, that's successful. But if you are fully satisfied, that's not successful for me because you are just... Uh, you are stopped growing? Yeah, you, start, you, you think, okay, this is over for me. So I don't have anything else to do. Like, uh, really? Come on. Everyone has something more to give to, to the world. A lot of people don't want to, but I really believe that a lot of people have a lot of value. Of course, not everyone has the same kind of value, the same packaging, the same deal to give to others, but we all have value to give to others. That's what I really and genuinely believe. Even people that don't think they don't have any value, they have value. They just need to, to find what's the value that they can give to the world. I truly believe on that. I truly, truly, truly. And the slogan of my podcast, it's that we all have something to learn and to teach. Absolutely. I, Absolutely. I, I believe with you. And you were talking about the subject that I like to ask to my guests and we have to finish the meeting. Okay. Um, about COVID, what is the big lessons that you, that you are taking from all these situations? Well, uh, the biggest lesson is that we shouldn't ever, ever take life for granted because these kind of situations make you think that um, even though uh, for us, like younger, younger generation, it's not as affected as people with older, uh, like the people in the older generation or people with some kind of issue, medical issue or some kind of disease because they are mostly affected to COVID. That doesn't mean that we, we aren't. I'm just saying that uh, statistically people with diseases and Uh, the elders, uh, the elderly people are actually more prone to have complications with COVID, but that doesn't mean that we don't. But it makes me think that um, a lot of people live life uh, taking, taking it for granted. And one thing that I would like to see is actually people to learn from this whole experience, because I look at this as a major experience and something that will change our lives forever and the way we see the world forever. But unfortunately, most people, uh, after five minutes, they forget everything and they start to focus on petty things, on things that don't really matter in the end in the big picture. Like, uh, I can give you an example. Uh, I, saw, I saw a group like... I recently saw a group of people that didn't have a place to live, like uh, their, uh, the roof was falling down, rain was falling in their house, and basically a lot of people, group, uh, like uh, there's, there was a group of people that started to raise money and they are rebuilding their home from the ground up, so to give those people quality of life and such. But most of the people on, the, on that group were starting to get and starting to feel worried because um, uh, they were getting like, um, oh, you bought materials for that home, but those are like high-end materials. Why didn't you buy the lowest cost materials? Like, 
instead of focusing on helping people, they start to focus on, on the, the other, yeah, on the little things that don't mean anything. And of course, uh, what people didn't know is that they actually bought the better kind of materials because they had the same prices like regular people have for the low end. So why not giving them a better result in the first place, right? Uh, but no, people like focus on the petty things and focusing on, uh, oh, uh, I don't, ha I, I want to buy that t-shirt or I want to buy that piece of, clo uh, of clothing, but now is out of stock and the store didn't say anything. How rude, how people are, like really? There are people dying every single day from a disease that w nobody expects and uh, people are focusing on petty things like... Um, I know that we all have our own reality, but it's not an excuse because every single person at the moment has their own reality, but their reality is the same as someone else because we are all locked down, at least most of the countries are um, on a lockdown. So we are, we are all struggling with the same issues. We are all feeling the same things. And instead of people learning from this, like, okay, uh, I was taking life for granted and I was looking at things the way I, I shouldn't have looked, probably it's better to focus on my friends, on my family, on, uh, on the things that really matter. No, people are still focusing on, on, on stuff that doesn't matter at all. And um, I think the biggest lesson that you can take from COVID is that uh, life is short and you need to take the most out of it and you need to make sure that you don't don't get yourself in the position where you are um, I, I just have the opposite word like um, you don't want to, you, 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 you need to be restless like you need to, to be super focused and and looking at the future and looking at doing things and improving your life the way you can. Doing more exercise, focusing on your health, focusing on your uh, relationships, focusing on your spouse, your kids, whatever. Like focus on the things that really matter and the other things, well, they, they will come and go. So they don't really matter that all. Uh, I think um, that's the, the biggest lesson that COVID uh, brought me. It put things in, pers in, in a perspective. I already thought like that, but now more than ever, I have those things more present in my in my uh, in my thoughts. Let's say like that. And love it, João. João, great man. It was an hour that passed. Like, I think we should oh. because I have like much more questions to do to you. We will do a second part way in the future. But man, it was a lesson, no a big lessons Thank that you. I took that I took and I hope that my viewers and listeners also can take of a great friend and a great like mentor also. It was, man, great pleasure to have you in the show, my friend. Thank you. It was a pleasure of mine to be here as well, Vasco. And I look forward for you to keep going forward. And um, I wish you the best with your new ventures and with the podcast as well. And we'll keep in touch. Thank you As so you know. much, bro. Thank you so much.